0: Asia-Pacific Report with Sanusha Naidu. Sanusha, good morning. Welcome to Radio Islam International. Good morning and hope you're well. We are very well and we hope the same for you. Thank you, I am. Okay, so we, this is the Asia Pacific report, and we're speaking to Sanusha Naidu. She's a senior research associate based at the Institute for Global Dialogue. Uh, first uh, up, uh, Sanusha, India out campaign summer in Bangladesh amid election fallout. What is this about?
1: Um, so, in the last election, there were accusations that India was interfering in the domestic political landscape, particularly the electoral landscape in Bangladesh. And this is a bit of a kind of um, story that because the incumbent, Sheikh Hasina, won a fourth term in power and her party won a fourth term in power or continued power, there was a sense that India was playing um, some kind of role in supporting that kind of fourth term. But Mm. the real story here is that this India out campaign is being manifested by the bangladeshi uh, diaspora and opposition parties in particular and their argument is that you know india plays a dominant role in the south asian context uh, has a very dominant footprint economically with um, bangladesh and a lot of indian goods particularly goods in um in in, in the kind of service industry particularly around uh, hair products and other kinds of products uh, that, that, that come from India to shopkeepers in, in Bangladesh are mm. now being boycotted. And the assumption is that India is looking at, or the assumption is that India is beginning to experience a, 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 a backlash, mm. not just uh, in Bangladesh, given the relationship, I think, has that has been uh, a very good relationship but has tended to in the last couple of years tended to become much more uh, com- uh much more tense much more um kind of um based on you know how does india uh, relate to bangladesh from a regional perspective and i think it's also linked back to this kind of positioning of india as a regional power both in the south asian context but also in the indian ocean room similarly not long ago we saw the maldives president use an anti-indian ticket to also mobilize for his election campaign so i think these are becoming interesting pulse points and footprints around india and how other neighbors are reacting to india some may argue, and some analysts have argued this, that is also related to how the BJP in in India have related to uh, domestic issues in the Indian landscape, particularly around uh, the the Muslim question, mm-hmm. and also in terms of religious religious rights, and of course the question around the um, the, the 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 unveiling of the. Um, the temple in Ayodhya on the on, on, on the sacred site of the Babri mosque, and similarly, there's there's another kind of uh, temple gonna, that's going to be built in Varanasi on another sacred site for mosque. So I think these are reactions as well. But the the other criticism that comes out on the on the India Out campaign is the fact that opposition parties are also trying to structure their campaign around the idea that there's foreign interf- interference in their election uh, landscape. And, and the opposition parties that have claimed this have not contested the election. So there's a bit of a, uh, uh, an uncertainty here that some mm. analysts are saying, well, I think there's a bit of um, um, dubious intentions by opposition parties in Bangladesh to play some kind of electoral game and using India as that kind of space. But there is a tension there, and shopkeepers who have bought a lot of Indian products are saying that those products are not actually being sold. They can't sell them off their shelves, and there's an online online campaign that says you must boycott these Indian products with the barcodes being uh, disclosed.
0: Okay, that's really interesting. Now, uh, out more further in the Pacific, is New Zealand risking reputational damage by joining anti Houthi coalition in the Renzi?
1: Well, it's quite an interesting sta- uh, a state of play for, 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 mm. for New Zealand because New Zealand has always been um, a country that has prided itself on an independent foreign policy. Right. Um, it's never allowed itself to be caught in, and, and plays the role of a middle power. But never allows itself to get caught in the in the dynamics of geopolitics in terms of aligning itself to any one side in a in a conflict. If anything, uh, New Zealand has always been kind of very centrist in terms of its positioning, always aligning to the UN backed processes. So this comes as a bit of a. Uh, A kind of, I wouldn't say shock, but it comes as a kind of deviation from that kind of approach. And there's been questions raised as to why now New Zealand is taking this kind of alignment of its foreign policy to uh, send a seven-team defence unit unit there to to look uh, at at taking a position uh, in the Red Sea. Some analysts, again, have warned that this could have dire complications for for New Zealand's reputation in terms of being an independent country following an independent foreign policy. Um, Others have said that that, that by New Zealand doing this, it shows symbolic support for what the U.S. and the U.K. are trying to do in terms of what's going on in the Red Sea and the whole kind of... um, aggressiveness towards Mm -hmm. the Houthi rebels. But I think the one factor here is definitely the question of how this will play out with um, other actors like China. And the fact of the matter is that China is the biggest trade partner, if I'm not mistaken, for New Zealand. And this could have repercussions. So I think it's a very interesting story to follow because um, this is a country that has always played a very middle of the road has never been a country that has exposed itself in this way but now we're seeing that its minister and its defense minister its prime minister and its defense minister have come out in in a very clear and coherent support for the u.s in in terms of its uh, policy towards the in the in the red sea and i think this may have some repercussions for new zealand and how this may also play out in terms of its engagements in the pacific ocean
0: Okay, and finally, as far as the Malaysia 1MDB scandal is concerned, the watchdog is now warning of protests over leniency for Najib and the political elite.
1: Yes, so what has happened there is that it's a fascinating, not a fascinating, that there's been this whole thing around making sure that uh, the, the, the former, uh, what you call this, uh, prime minister, who was um, implicated and eventually charged with the one Mal- uh, Malaysian. Uh, the one uh, one billion, if I'm not mistaken, uh, scandal on corruption, uh, have actually now accused the, the, the current prime minister of Indonesia that his reform agenda is essentially... Not necessarily dealing with corruption. If anything, it's creating leniency for the political elite that are caught, that are charged with corruption, and this links to the former pres, the former leader uh, Najib for the graft link to the to the to the scandal. And so, the election watchdog um, has warned that it would not hesitate to mobilize people to take to the streets over this kind of. What some would argue, double standard shown to co- to corrupt politicians, and so what they want um, the the Malaysian government to do is to account for why they've decided to reduce the sentence to the ex leader Najib, and also uh, why is it that uh, political elites get a kind of favoured approach in terms of um, corruption scandals um, and also in terms of sentencing. So on Wednesday, there was a whole lot of coalition civil society groups who had threatened to to, under, uh, to, to, to undertake street protests. And anger is boiling over in, uh, in Indonesia, particularly now in a sense where Indonesia is going into an election, um, that there's a, a, a sense of being more um more soft on corrupt politicians and less on people who have been implicated or have been charged with corruption and graft. So I think this is something again that talks to whether reforms in Indonesia under the Anwar government is um, taking root or is it just that um, the the government um, is actually not necessarily reflecting any kind of independence but rather the government of Anwar, of, of the current prime minister and his coalition is actually stacked with the allies of the former uh, leader. So I think this this is, again, something in, in the Southeast Asian context where people have always argued that corruption needs to be taken seriously mm-hmm. and of course the political and institutional reforms around corruption need to actually be stronger and send a stronger signal to the political elites and and office bearers of, of political office that they can't just be using their position for corruption.
0: Okay, thank you so much for that report and the update. You have a good day going forward. You
1: too. Thank you.
0: Thank you. So that was uh, Sanusha Naidu and uh, that was the Asia-specific report speaking about the India Out campaigns and uh, the tensions it's creating with Bangladesh, New Zealand, uh, risking reputational damage if they join the anti-Houthi coalition that's in the Red Sea and what is currently happening in Malaysia with that 1MDB scandal.